0: Um, so welcome guys to the SK Coaching Podcast, um, the name might change, I only realised I hadn't thought of a name this morning, um, so not the, not the greatest start, but there we go. So um, today we've got Nathan Bevan, um, he's uh, one of the best transformation coaches I've ever met in my life. Um, met him a couple of years ago on a business course, um, stayed friends since, um, to give a bit of background, he's uh, a bodybuilder, competitive bodybuilder, on, his, on your first show, Yeah. Um, and looking looking to take it further so um yeah so it's really good to have him here
1: thank you mate uh, thank you for the kind words I do appreciate them massively um, yeah so do you want me to say just a bit of background on myself yeah yeah, yeah definitely um, so I've been a rugby, rugby league player um, was my main sport from being young um kind of bodybuilded alongside of being a rugby league player which was stupid didn't know what i was doing (laughs) um uh, we all make mistakes when we're first training um and then after i quit rugby at being about 24 Mm -hmm. i kind of um still needed i have that competitive edge and i still needed something to work towards a goal to strive towards so because i i've followed bodybuilding to a certain extent um whilst growing up i decided to do a competition and then Kind of two years after um, stopping playing, I did my first competition last year. And then that just opened up a few more doors in my brain, so to speak, to to, to take it a bit further, like you say. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. So, um, we're going to, today on the podcast, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about transformations because that's what we're both um, obviously into. So, um, we're going to split the podcast into two. We're going to go down, the first route we're going to go down is photo shoot challenge, uh, like photo shoot, getting people into shape like that. Um, so, if you are listening and you want to, you're not interested in doing a photo shoot or, or the process behind it, then um, feel free to skip on. We'll we'll make the intro as to when we're going into more lifestyle stuff. Um, but we're we're really talking about not just the art, not literally just standing in front of a camera, but we're talking photo shoot being exceptionally lean. Typically, um, you don't have to obviously to have a photo shoot, but that's we're talking about that process of getting someone below 10% body fat, pretty much. Um, so, in terms of, we're, we're gonna walk you straight from from the beginning, really. In terms of, a client comes to you, Nathan, um, says, I wanna do a photo shoot. What is, from the very beginning, what is the first step?
1: For me, when somebody comes to me and they say I wanna do a photo shoot, it's kind of understanding why they wanna do that for me. So. Mm everybody's why is very important in terms of any transformation, but for a photo shoot cause you have that end goal of actually making yourself maybe a bit vulnerable and pushing yourself out your comfort zone and getting in front of a camera. The why is very important because you don't want somebody doing it for the wrong reasons and you want to make sure that their mental state is in a good place to start that transformation. First of all,
0: hundred percent. Yeah. So
1: that's the first process for me finding out why. And seeing whether maybe I need to do a little bit of work before yep. they even start this, or maybe they are good to go. And again, because when you first start working with a client, you don't actually know this client; yeah, it yeah, could be course. a stranger. Yeah, so, uh, normally they're a stranger, so it's kind of like probably the first four weeks is getting to know whether how far you can push them yep. and how far you can't push them. So, like that would be the first step for me. One
0: million percent. Nice, and so what sort of screening tools would you use? Because um, I've, I've spoken a bit about it on my um, on my Instagram recently about that sort of screening process. Yep. And that often you get people who, I mean for years I didn't really know my why. Um, and I just I just did it because, well if I'm honest, um, as I, I've spoken about many times on my Instagram, is I, I didn't like myself. So it was about how to get as shredded as possible and sort of like beat myself up into the process. But how do, you, how do you go about finding that real reason why? Because people will often say like, a classic one I give example to is, as a parent myself, it's like, oh, I'm doing it for, doing it for my kids. Realistically, some people are, yeah, for sure, I agree. But I would say majority of the time, that's, that's not gonna get you, that might get you down lean. That's not gonna get you to this photo shoot point where, because your, your, you don't need to suffer for your kids. You don't need to go down to like eight, seven percent for your kids' sake, because actually, if I'm honest having been there you end up you you don't end up in a particularly healthy healthy way it's tough y- your sleep goes to shit you don't feel great so actually being a parent at that level is not great so what is what tools do you use to find out the real reason why so obviously
1: speaking to the client via, like on a phone call or via zoom is massively important mm. and getting them to dig deep into why that is so for example i'll use myself as a little bit of an example That um so like i've said this before to on my instagram and stuff that when i was growing up i always wanted to be bigger and that drove that was a drive from insecurity Mm. so i always feel this isn't the case with everyone but it like photo shoots normally come from insecurity
0: I would agree and yeah. they come
1: from something that's deep down inside that you're not happy with about yourself yeah it's not for anyone else yeah, yeah it isn't for anyone else so if you're saying that you're wise to do it for your girlfriend then i'm just telling you no you will not push us out um, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you won't I, you just won't
0: uh, i would agree i would agree with that it's it, because because it, you do have to go to some i mean obviously to get on stage you have to go to some real dark places to go to go to photo shoot, yeah, you might be doing like 18, 20,000. I think you were saying 18, like 20,000 yeah, steps yeah. at times. That is a lot of work. Like that's not, I just went for a little bit of a walk. Like that's your whole your whole life, for those just few set weeks, has to be this. And getting up or like sometimes I do my walking after my kids are in bed. Like doing, doing, doing your walks then, like it can't be, I sometimes can't be asked to do like seven, 8,000. Yeah. 8, And where, for me now, I'm not looking to get into photo shoot shape. I like to have abs and I like to stay lean year round and stuff like that, but I don't need to push that. It's like, well, I'm not gonna, I don't need to do an extra 10,000 steps tonight. Whereas you have to, you have to, if you're having that photo shoot. So I think, uh, yeah, doing it for yourself is is massive.
1: Yeah, like I said, the the driver for me was insecurity, but the also driver, another driver was, because I'm competitive, and a lot of people who do fort shoots are competitive with mm. themselves a million percent. And and it's that drive of, I want to see how far I can take this. Yeah, Like I want to see how lean I can fucking get. Mm. I want to see whether I'll break or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That type of thing. I mean, it's kind of a bit sadistic and a bit weird, but I feel like that's the type of mindset that you need to go into it with. You need to go into it with that killer instinct of, I'll either do this or I don't. Yeah, yeah, It's either I go all in or not in at all, and that's what I said to a lot of clients who start it. If you're in, if you're in on this, I won't treat you the same as I treat someone as a lifestyle client.
0: Yeah, I will not.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Same, same as you do something wrong, I'll pull you up on it. Yeah, I'll not, I'll not sugarcoat nothing. It'll be like, why have you not done that? Yeah, yeah. I've told you to do it. Why have you not done it? (laughs) Yeah,
0: you have, you have got to be somewhat robotic, right? Yeah, in that it's it is just like this this is the process we know it works you haven't got 12 months to do this you're not you know getting ready for a holiday or wedding or whatever it might might be it is you're pushing yourself to a point where you're you're not going to sustain that that look so it is it is literally for a moment so just just get on with it basically yeah. just shut up and do it yeah um one thing i do like when it comes to nutrition with people is that like it's with with lifestyle, and we're gonna come back onto this, I'll give someone um, more macros based, and it's a bit more flexible, and I'll teach them how to live a lifestyle where they're not weighing every single thing, every single day, uh, whereas, uh, and they can have a meal out here with their partner, or whatever it may be, whereas this is like, no, no, these are the foods you're eating, and just, just eat done. them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. just do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. so obviously to round that up, like the first part is like, make sure if you're wanting to if you're listening now and you're wanting to do a photo shoot just ask yourself why you're wanting to do it you need Mm. to be doing it for the right reasons you need to be doing it more than likely for yourself and for your own personal achievement is my opinion that could not be the case i've met some people who it's not but it could not be the case but usually it is so i'd say dig down dig deep down into your why and if your why isn't good enough ask yourself why again Yeah. yeah why do i want to do that what i've just wrote down on the piece of paper yeah. yeah, and then
0: why again? And why again? And keep digging. I would say as well, thinking just in terms of myself, where I am now, in terms of like with my strongman journey. I was saying to Nathan over the weekend um, that it's. I, I wake up and I think about it, and I think about it all day, and I go to bed and I think about it. Like I watch it. Like I don't really watch TV. If I uh, if I go to bed, I'll and I'm, I want to watch a bit of TV in bed before I fall asleep. I know. Um, I'm going to look directly at the camera for my clients here. who I tell not to watch TV in bed. Um, occasionally, I'm a human; I do it too. Um, he was wears his blue light blockers, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wear, I, wear, I wear my glasses. Um, but basically, yeah. So it's—I I watch. I've watched every strongman event like ever, and I just watch it over and over again. It's—it's—it's it's, it's everything to me, and I think. If you're doing a photo shoot and even more so if you're getting on stage, for that period, I think you almost need to think like that. It is it's really got to be your everything. It really yeah. it really does.
1: It's the the sacrifice is the biggest part of a fortune. Mm. The, yeah. the the amount of sacrifice is what you've got to be willing to do. Yeah. Um so like after after the why and you've got that ticked, it's then how much can you sacrifice for this select period of time? Yeah. And it's then maybe not how much it's getting into the mindset of not i'm going to sacrifice whatever it takes yeah yeah, that, yeah. that's that's what it that is
0: is it's definitely it's definitely that um I, I was gonna say something then about what was it i lost it. <laughs> there you go never lost, mind mate. never I, I, mind it'll come back to you it'll yeah, come yeah. Back
1: to you. it's the first podcast
0: just bear yeah. with him <laughs> um yeah lost my trainer lost my train of thought on that one um in terms of then so the the next step for you We've got their reason why. Yep. What is, what? what's the next step on your process? Um,
1: so obviously everybody will fill out like a consultation form yep. and like fill out details and health questionnaire and stuff like that. So it's kind of getting the plan suited to the individual to a certain extent. Um, uh, getting the training sorted, getting all the step count, all stuff like that and then making sure that that person can execute what I've given. Yep. Cause for example, with a photo shoot, it's not about using all your tools in your toolbox mm. straight away from yep. one. It's about get it in my opinion, I get the client following something that is the burn minimum that they need to do to get the maximum outcome for that select period of time. And then when we rinse all of that, Then we can start adding stuff in or taking stuff out. Yeah. So it's kind of like, right? Let me try and get guess something to a certain extent where you're going to be losing, hopefully one to two pound a week. Yeah. Mainly, hopefully up to two pound, but doing the burn minimum to do that. Mm. That's the key. That's the goal. That's That's what has to happen because if you then get that on burn minimum amount of cardio, maximum amount of food, and they're losing two pounds a week, you've hit the formula.
2: Yeah. You've hit it.
1: And then, once that you get a diminishing return on that, so like mm. for example, said the because maybe the um, thyroid down regulates a little bit, or maybe the because um, they're losing uh, a decent amount of weight, the metabolic rate drops a little bit. We have yep. to then take stuff out or push stuff up, yeah. And then that's where again we just do that. So 100%. it's fairly simple. The yep. kind of get the, 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 the main thing is getting the client. To stick to that consistently, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. That's the main bit.
0: But then again, that, that's back to the mind. That's back to the mindset. Of course, of course. Um, in terms of, I've, I talk very similar about like um, firing all your bullets all at once. And uh, we were saying over the weekend about uh, when you were competing bodybuilding, um, and the same I, I did um, fitness modeling. Is that you? If, if you can start the calories higher. And then by the end, you don't need to suffer as much. Whereas if you if you fire all your bullets at once, you've only got one place to go, basically, which is like really, really low on the cardio, super high on the steps. Uh, sorry, really low on the food, super high on the cardio, super high on the steps. And you're just going to run yourself into the ground. Whereas, the, as we said, if you can start higher, higher food, lower cardio, then you're onto an absolute winner. Then by the end, you're not, like we said, you've got to dig deep. The less you have to dig deep, obviously, the better. If you can get to six seven percent wherever you want to be without pushing yourself to feel like death then you're winning really
1: exactly mate i mean you've hit the nail on the head um in that sense and it's kind of it's kind of making sure like the client starts really well Mm. and they're in a good position for the their body's in a good position as well that it'll um, be able to take on as much food because for example, say if someone comes to you, uh, uh, and wants says, I want to do a photo shoot and you go, how many clients? Uh, how many clients, how many calories have you been eating this past two months? And they go, well, I've been eating 1200 yeah, yeah. and you're like, right, this is going to be a bit of a journey because we're going to have to push your calories up at first before pulling them down. So yeah. then it's kind of about getting the timeline correct for the client to yeah. get to the photo shoot in the nick that you need them to. Yeah. Because, for example, say if someone comes to you and goes, "I've got twelve weeks," and you're like, "Well, you'll you can potentially do one, but you may not be in as good shape as you potentially wish you to yeah. w- wish you want to be. Uh, maybe you want to be yeah. because of the previous two months that you've been eating bare minimum calories. So it's about making sure the client's in a good place as well, because client always comes first, as you know. Course, like, yeah. like if someone comes to me and they go, oh, "I want to do a photo shoot," and I kind of think maybe you, it's not right for you i will tell them that
2: yeah
1: 100%. and it's about being honest with a client and they'll be honest with you and the trust aspect is a massive part of just coaching in general yeah. not yeah, even yeah. just full shoot but in,
0: in in general yeah the um going back to going back to the 1200 calorie thing so someone comes to you and says says that or um typically i get yeah probably a little bit higher than that yeah, um, yeah. particularly females will say like 14 mm-hmm. um guys maybe 16 18 now, what's, what would you say to them where they're saying like, oh yeah, I want to do a photo shoot in 12 weeks, um, but that's that's the level they've been eating at, and how do you go about explaining the process? Well, let, let's, no, before you go, before we go into explaining to them, why, why do you need to put them up first? Why would you say you need to put them up?
1: The reason being is that if somebody's been eating 1,200 calories for, say, sorry, say if they've been eating twelve to 1,400 calories for two yeah. months, And they may have lost a decent amount of weight. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So then it's kind of like they want to do twelve weeks on top of that, but they're already at twelve hundred. We've just spoke about not letting all your tools out your toolbox at once, and that's the calorie tool virtually depleted. Like I don't really like putting anybody below twelve hundred. Obviously, depends on the size of the person. Mm -hmm. But um, then my explanation to them would be what I would rather do with that person is potentially four weeks at maintenance calories and then eight weeks maybe in a a bit more of an aggressive deficit. The reason being is that four weeks of maintenance is gonna potentially re-regulate different systems in the body and re-regulate the metabolic system so then you can actually pull more calories out again and have more of a better effect, should we say. I mean, would would the, the client be as lean as if you just dieted them for 12 weeks and ran them into the ground? I think you'd get a similar result. I think personally, I think you you'd get a better result. Better result, yeah. I think too. you would because, again, that four weeks is crucial in any 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 stage of a transformation.
0: I also think adherence. If you if if they start at twelve hundred and you do run them into the ground, if you want, if if that's personally, it's not, not the sort of coach I am where you're going to put someone on like eight hundred, nine hundred. But if if you're reducing from twelve, that is the sort of calories we're talking. So adherence for twelve starting at that at twelve weeks. Where are you going to be in the last four weeks? Just eating lettuce, basically. Yeah, like yeah, and the adherence is going to go out the window when, especially when you're tired and miserable, and you've got to do eighteen thousand steps, you're you're not sticking to that. Like no no way. Um. So yeah, no, I I would say you definitely get a better result because I don't know anyone personally who can who could stick to. Eight hundred calories for a few weeks. Fair play, um, fair play to If, play. if, 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 you, can, if I mean, you can, if you I was gonna say, I was gonna say, good for you, but actually, it's not, it's not good for you no, in no, the slightest. No, no. Um, but then, so going back to the original question before I um, before I changed it to how do you explain that to them in a way they understand? Because obviously, we understand like metabolic adaption and regulation and things like that, but. To, to a client who isn't in the fitness industry, what do you say, someone, someone comes to you, I'm on 1200, wanna do my 12 weeks, and then what's your, what do you say? Um, it's hard, first yeah. of all, because the
1: client, more than likely, is that ingrained and they want this 12 weeks and mm. they want this photo shoot. So it's kind of taking them back to saying, to, to kind of going like, explaining the process of what why we need to do this because I'm a person that if I understand maybe the a little bit of the science and dumbing it it down I mean that in the nicest way not in like a um, thingy way um, that if I understand that my brain ticks better yeah so and I feel like a lot of people are similar to that so if you if I kind of go about it where I explain to them like right you've been dieting for eight weeks now on 1200 calories and you may have started on that yeah so there's, it's going to downregulate certain systems. Maybe not just now, but if we do another f- four to eight weeks, the last four weeks will be absolutely horrendous for you. Mm-hmm. And then, more importantly, coming out the back of that will be even worse. Yeah. So, and then explaining that as as a coach, you're my best interest. Yeah. And my best best interest is keeping you as healthy as possible. We all know it's not healthy, but as healthy as possible throughout this process. And explaining that that four weeks is crucial to maybe push you even harder in the last four weeks as opposed to me trying to push you for the full 12 weeks in the last four weeks, not really going to plan. So that probably be the way that I'd explain it. And to the viewer, no, I'll explain it in a way of that after probably 16 weeks of dieting at 1200 calories, there's mm, a very good chance that you'll downregulate different systems one mainly being the thyroid hormone yeah. so if this downregulates, this is the hormone that helps you metabolize everything so if that downregulates, your metabolic rate drops if your metabolic rate drops you have to drop your calories then potentially at the end you could be like you said before sol on eight nine hundred calories as a female which you're going to end up nutrient deficient you're going to yeah. end up starving you're going to end up with dysregulated hunger hormones. There's a lot of kind of negative effects that that would bring. So explaining it in that way. And I hope I've just explained it well for the viewer so that they could get that picture that that's why that four weeks is vital. Yeah, Every yeah, single yeah. one of my clients as a four week maintenance block after 16 to 20 weeks of dieting. Yeah. Everyone, no matter what shape you're in, no matter what you've done, every single one does. And it's, that's for the best interest of them.
0: Yeah, it's, that's, um, from a psych- from a physiological perspective and a psychological perspective we both obviously dieted very very lean yep. um and the mi- the mindset sometimes like you need that diet break like it's yep. it's good to have just like just to be able to go out for dinner or just to not have to weigh your food every single day is it's just a nice nice period like i gave over christmas i was like two weeks guys just just don't weigh your food Enjoy, obviously. Like I gave, I always give people three days, like over Christmas, wh- whatever day they want to choose, spend family and see whatever you want. Yep. And then the rest of it, just eat like healthy food. Don't don't waste stuff. Uh, I always say, like for me, I love I love fish. So like I eat way more salmon on my diet breaks than I would normally. My steaks go fattier steaks because I just like that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't you don't doesn't mean you have to eat cake and biscuits. If Do you I want f- if you want a cake and a biscuit, have a cake and a biscuit. But basically just have a little bit of a break have that physiological and psychological shift um but something something that was in my head when you were saying about having um, people's best interests at heart yep there's a lot of coaches out there um and I don't I'm not really like a, a coach basher as such yeah um everyone has their own style opinions there is no there is no right and wrong, mm, is there a wrong <laughs> there's probably some wrongs but there is no there's no it's not black and white N- nothing is black and white right mm-hmm. what but a lot of coaches will push someone as hard as they want because yeah if, if you said to someone right i'm gonna put you on 800 calories they will lose quick and then the photo shoot might might potentially look better depending on what point you do it and if they can adhere what red flags would you look out for because not everyone listening watching this is gonna to come to me or you, they're gonna look at lots of other coaches and Instagram is full, right, of, of coaches. How, what red flags would you look for, would you say? In a coach, this. In a, in a coach, cool. yeah. So, um,
1: depending what calories they start you on is mm. a massive one. Mm. Um, depending on how much cardio they put in is a massive one from the start. Depending whether they actually have a general conversation with you on the phone mm. or on zoom and seem like the cur is yeah. the biggest one yeah, so yeah. like if they if they're just kind of sending you a message on what the package is and how much it costs mm. and then you're just reluctant to go yeah I want to do it i've seen your results they're really good um i trust you because of your social proof then if they're not offering you some form of consult call or phone call and then, if they're not sending you, like, if you're online, like a startup video which mm. explains absolutely everything and why, yep. yeah, <laughs> then yeah, then them them that would be enough for me to go. Do you know what? This is probably you're probably not the right person for me because yeah. explaining stuff for me as a coach and educating people on why they're doing things is the main reason why I coach.
0: That's it. The Honestly, main reason I, I do. It, um, so rather than like. Set up startup video. Personally, I just do so. Once I've written someone's program, their diet and everything, that's our, f- our first step. Is the zo- is a Zoom call yep. where we go through everything, yep. all, all the exercises. Obviously, for the online guys, how it, how the, how the app works, and how the system works. That that's irrelevant, really. Yep. But it, it's basically why these exercises are in there, how you're supposed to execute them, your diet, all that stuff. It's is incredibly important. Otherwise, it's literally just like Yeah, just just hit. Yeah, here you go, mate. Just you, just just, copy and on, and like, I think if you're coaching coaches, even that doesn't like we were saying yesterday. Like, it's important. Like, my my we both have coaches ourselves, and they care, and that's a massive massive factor. I think if you are coaching coaches, you can somewhat get away with a little bit less in that. I'm just I'm just of of the type like my coach was um, at my. Uh, strongman event yesterday where came second um, i was waiting for that <laughs> i was actually gonna be, i was genuinely gonna wear my medal today oh no but uh, uh sadly it says second he wore said, it for dinner last night <laughs> <laughs> too. if it said first i would have worn it today um but yeah so we were saying like my, my coach was saying to nathan yesterday when they're watching that he he just says he says jump i say how high like you just as as a coach who a coaches coaches you can get away with a little bit less in that, in my opinion, in that they are used to doing these processes and therefore will probably just do it. Yeah. Whereas I think, as a non-fitness professional, you need you do need that explanation. I think that's a massive, massive yeah. one to for, out for. The one, the biggest one for me is that I see, and this this oh, it's always gripes me, right? I see online bio and it says transformation coach, and I'm like, bingo. <laughs> And you think, okay, cool, let's have a look. And they're in shape; they're in wicked shape. And then it's just endless pictures of them in shape. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. cool. Where's the Where's the transformations? And they yeah. might show their transformation. Um. And then it is literally that's a big red flag. Yeah, that's a big red flag. <laughs> they got no results on their page. You're going, I, I personally, were, I, I personally wouldn't in wouldn't invest in that person. That's, um, how I came across my coach. He was. Um, I don't really know the title, so Nick, if you're listening, sorry if I got it wrong, but basically he was like the head coach at Ultimate Performance, which is a massive transformation gym, and that's when I started, and he's an um, osteopath, and when I started, I was very injured and broken, and um, and I'd gotten out of shape, pers- uh, if I'm honest, and all I wanted to do was have a transformation, and to be honest, I just wanted to walk again without pain. I was in pain every single day, so I um, wanted that, um, and it's developed obviously now into the strongman stuff, but the reason I went with him is because he was at, he was the top of the tree at the top gym for transformations, That so that's why I went there. I think you gotta look for, uh, have they got obvious proof that they can do what you want to do? You, yeah. ca- you can't look like someone else, you can't say, oh, maybe look like that person, of course, different genetics, different everything, but can they get person from A to B yeah. where you wanna be? I think that's yeah. a massive one.
1: Yeah, million, That is probably one of the biggest. Mm. It's whether they have the skill set to do what you need them to do. Yeah, and whether they've proven that time and time again, not yeah. just once, not yeah, yeah. twice, time and time
0: again. Um, so and with a range of clients. Yeah, it's it's we we're saying like I think taking someone from, in my experience, the more overweight they are, typically. And I don't mean this in an offensive way, and I'll explain it. The harder it is to get them to transform, because it's a psychological issue, in that they might use food as a crutch, or they're not used to exercise, or they don't like exercise. Like like us, if 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 I wanted to, if I wanted to get, I I call it dick skin lean. You can <laughs> you can imagine why. Um, if I want to get down to eight six percent. I'm, I already train every day. I'm already used to weighing my food. I, I'm already, I know I've got to do up my steps, up cardio. I know I i do all these things, right? So it's just do more of it. Yeah. It's not its not crazy. If someone has a lifestyle where they're, they use food as a crutch, or a psycholo- just to help them psychologically, or when they're emotionally down or emotionally high, they they use food, they're not used to being in gyms, they're a little bit nervous in the gym, they don't move very well, that is, Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hold that for ages. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, Sorry. That's all right. That That is harder than getting someone from 14 to 10%, in my opinion.
1: I, I, what was the saying? Somebody said to me that, um, I can't remember who it was now, that people who coach competitors, competitors, in some ways they have it harder, but I feel like, Getting the average jaw mm. and making them look like a superhero is a lot harder than anything else that you'll do transformation-wise. Yeah, in my opinion, that's yeah. obviously my opinion. It was somebody else who said that to me, and I thought, do you know what? That that is bang on, yeah. and I think that's like if you get somebody who's two hundred and eighty pounds, mm. and you turn them into Superman in a sense where they've got abs, a set of arms, a good chest. Yeah that is the ultimate for me yeah yeah that is the ultimate like hats off to that person and that coach yeah that's some connection that's some um that's some kind of uh teamwork there that's yeah. some some something special's gone on between them two where they both bought it bought into each other yeah and that's to me that is the ultimate like transformation in my opinion
0: for sure um going into more I suppose it is the science, really. In terms of calories, uh, let's t- like set setting someone's food. What's the pro? What starting process? Yeah. And and then where do you where do you adjust it? So like earlier, obviously you mentioned about the one pound to two pounds. Yeah. That's probably where. But let's let's go into it a little yep. bit more. So, you're, someone comes to you. I come to you as your client. Um, let's say I'm Jen Pop. Yep. Um, that okay so. We've, we've done our consultation, we've gone through the why, next step.
1: Cool, so obviously, as I mentioned previously, just briefly, like uh, every client, no matter what type of client you are, you'll fill in a consultation form, which mm. will tell me your height, your weight, your age, um, your goal, stuff like that. And obviously I use a TD, TDEE calculator online. Yep. Obviously you can use like a Harris-Benedict formula and all stuff like that, which I think is a bit complicated. Mm. And these T D E calculators online, have, Uh, more than likely not far off yeah Yeah. give or take so that's what I use obviously you can put in the person's um, like training and stuff like that so it actually works out how many calories they'll burn according to the training the height the weight their age Mm -hmm. and this will give you kind of um, either for them to lose half a pound a pound or two pounds obviously at the beginning of a transformation I would start somebody high like half a pound because more than likely that person will drop i've seen people drop up to 10 12 pounds in the first week obviously that's more person who are on the bigger end of the scale yeah however some people who are not still lose four five Mm. yeah this is mainly through inflammation Mm -hmm. a lot yeah so then the process of letting the body level out at them calories for two to three weeks before we even touch anything. It's about getting that client into a good routine, into good habits. Sometimes the client clicks straight away yeah. and it's like, right, they're regimented, they're, they're up for this, they're doing everything like a robot or they're doing everything that fits their lifestyle, brilliant. Then from there, we see whether this, the rate of loss slows down. When yeah. the rate of loss slows down, we speed it back up. Yeah. How do we speed it back up? We push more cardio in, our steps up, so expenditure goes up, yep. or calories come down. But down by how much depends on the person. I would probably go at a, like maybe a two hundred calorie ballpark. Yeah. Where I'd pull down two hundred calories and then see whether that is enough. So I'd not, I'd normally do one or the other. I wouldn't <laughs> do both at the same time. Usually do both at the same time more towards the end. Yeah. Definitely. So like it's one or the other at first, and. If that rate of gain, so I'd normally pull cals down at first and not push any cardio in. That's my preference as a coach. If the person isn't absolutely starving from the off, which they shouldn't be. And then if that speeds up, brilliant, leave it. Don't touch it. Don't touch a winning formula. Keep it there, keep it there, ride it out. And then when it slows down again, I may creep a bit of cardio in. Yeah. Because then it's kind of giving the client a bit more to do rather than maybe back end the transformation going, oh, we're still not doing any cardio. Do 30 minutes a day. Then they're like, fucking hell, I've got find three and a half hours a week. Whereas if you drip feed that cardio in yeah. throughout the transformation, it doesn't seem as much. For sure. And if you drip feed the calories out, yeah. maybe it does seem as much. <laughs> like calories is a bit of a tough That's one. You, you're gonna hungry, and you're yeah. going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. That, that's that's that, another thing you've got to accept.
0: That that's that's actually a really good point. Let's talk about that. That it is it is one of those things I've had clients like. Oh, I'm a bit hungry, and it's like, yeah, mate, <laughs> you're eating less food yeah, than your yeah. body wants. That is that is part of the process. Talking of which, I am really hungry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that is that is part of part of getting to a photo shoot, even even lifestyle uh, to a degree that. It, hunger does come into it at, at some point if I'm honest. I don't think at first. I think um, Well, and we'll come back to lifestyle in a bit, but I'm whilst I'm on it I'm just gonna so in case I forget it that I think people going in lifestyle Probably don't eat particularly well to begin with so let's say let's say they're on two and a half thousand calories And then you say to them. I want you to eat two thousand they because you're now giving them good food and much less calorie dense and more nutritious food actually I've had so many clients like it's a lot of food mate, yeah, and they're on yeah. way less calories yeah, than yeah, what yeah, what yeah. they're on yeah. Um like yeah yesterday after after my comp I will be very honest smashed a big old big old chocolate bar went for some, <laughs> went for some sushi uh, had a had a couple of drinks whatever those calories are gonna be way higher than what my normal calories are except there was probably less less volume than yeah th- so I think lifestyle comes into it less hunger, but yeah, especially towards the end of, of a diet, like end of a photo shoot diet, you are hungry. Yeah,
1: yeah. so like just a few tips for people mm. on if you are hungry, in the back end of um, a transformation or something like that. So like fasting is a good one. Yeah. Fasting until 11, 12 o'clock and only having your first meal at 11, 12 and then kind of fitting all your meals until eight. So you kind of feel like you're eating more within that training. when. Uh, Eating window. Mm-hmm. So that's a brilliant one. Yeah. And in the morning, fill yourself up with a bit of caffeine and water. Yeah. Brilliant tactic that yeah. helps a lot of people. I used it so much when I was dieting, like literally daily. Yeah. yeah like, well, calories get low because usually now I'm used to eating probably 3000 in the afternoon. So if <laughs> I can, if, if when you're dieting, you can, you can, Uh, mimic that to a certain extent I was on like two and a half to two, two, two to two and a half if I can fit that in Mm. in that period where I'm normally used to three thousand it's not far off
0: just just touching on fasting because some people don't really understand it fasting in itself is no different to any other fat loss tool right yeah but what we're talking about is just restricting your window so that rather than having like uh let's say let's say you wake up what what time are you? I'm up at like six yeah sometimes earlier sadly but six go to bed at like nine thirty. that's a long time to fit if I'm on 2,000 calories say that's a long time yep. to to eat 2,000 calories whereas if you go 6 till 12 you don't eat you've got maybe three meals by the time you go to bed which is 700 calorie meals which is a lot more satisfying than yep. having like five meals of 400 calories which is effectively a snack Yeah. Um, So that's that's just touching on the fasting thing. There is there is no secret tool that fasting does.
1: No, that's true. Um, I find that fasting will probably get make you more mentally function uh, make your mentality function better in the morning. I find that for myself. Yeah. Me personally. Um, Also, I find that with fasting, I feel like it does. Help get rid of inflammation a lot quicker as well, in the morning.
0: I, so, will, I will say with, with that person, I, I would agree actually in that, um, in terms of digest digestive system. Yeah, of course. Um, I have through through not fault of my own, but through through my eating disorder period and things like that. My I live quite stressed, um, especially around food and things like that. And when there when there's stress, you'll notice people who have had or have who have uh, eds or um body dysmorphia they're intolerant to everything Mm -hmm. everything and i'm one of them like oh eggs oats gluten wheat dairy like literally you name it i can't eat it and if i have something like that fasting actually it it gives your digestive system a bit of a rest until later on during that day so um, yeah, there is there is that it will help with a bit of inflammation, but in terms of fat loss, literal fat, not yeah, weight. No,
1: no, no calorie deficit, um, CD. Um, yeah. So yeah, so fasting is a great tool for people who are hungry and who are struggling a mm-hmm. little bit with that. Obviously, I'd say that's the key one for me personally. That the next one is just high, high volume, uh, low calorie food. Yeah. So like more vegetables, more fruit that's on the lower end of the scale of the calorie with high volume. Like watermelon is a brilliant one. Mm. I used to eat like three, 400 grams of watermelon when I was dieting just because <laughs> it was massive with the volume was big with yeah. on the smaller end of the calorie scale and you can fit that into your calories. So then we just a couple little tips um, for
0: anybody. I um, I have on my Instagram, um, so check me out. Um, <laughs> I have a thing you, you'll see me it's the only one I've shot in my kitchen, so if you're looking through my Instagram, look for look for my kitchen. Um, it's a video on calorie dense food. So uh, when I first started getting into dieting, I think it was Phil learning. I might be wrong, and he talked about how your plate, the volume should always look the same. So you start, like I said about the diet breaks, like fattier steak, salmon, fattier fish, then you might move on to like a leaner beef, like a 5% beef, then you might go on to like chicken, then like cod and basically by the end you're, you're having like, if you keep your if you keep your meats white basically, meat or fish pretty much white, then that's going to reduce the fat content um, and then you can get your fats from elsewhere but you can keep the volume of protein pretty high whereas obviously if you stick to like a fatty steak, that's gonna come along with a lot of fats and then therefore you can't add any extras. Um, there's some with like carbohydrates, obviously if you go like super sugary like haribo you're not going to get yep. a lot there uh, down rice potatoes parsnips that's typically the way that's the way i flow and that way by the end you're still having a nice plateful. um and like you said tons and tons of veggies yeah just just fills you up um and get rid of uh, liquid calories sauces and and drinks and stuff because that will that will yep, ruin you of course um fizzy pop can of pop that's the <laughs> oh mate. when i'm dieting that's I've oh, got surreal. a lot of them <laughs> that was man. a lot of them 10 horrendous. 10 cal sugar what they called you The sugar-free jellies, jellies. jellies yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah sugar-free uh, skinny skinny food raspberry ripple sauce with 210 cal jellies at night that's what I used to have when I was <laughs> dating But that was like limited it to like twice a week I tell you
0: what mate, strong strong man dieting is a lot more fun (laughs) (laughs) there's no such thing as the strong man diet it's just eat yeah just eat eat, 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 yeah it's um it's perfect um so we've now we've got their their calories sorted yep uh training wise obviously we talked about um not firing all your bullets keeping the tools in the toolbox yep how many sessions photo shoot how many sessions and what sort of sessions what sort of um, training programs do you typically set for set for people obviously everyone's different but yeah, as in do they follow yeah, yeah. a like for me I, I go down I'm very I, I like the German body composition full body yep. um stuff personally right at the mm-hmm. start um, you t- you say yours. so
1: um, obviously this is depend. like asking the client what they can fit in their week is the first yep. thing because mm-hmm. Give someone six sessions a week and they go well I can only fit four in it's not gonna work and they're gonna feel like a failure all that stuff which we don't want right. <laughs> so say a client goes to me I've got room for four sessions a week brilliant I mean me personally like if clients first coming to me I wouldn't put them on any more than four yeah but that's just my personal preference may add a session in if I feel like the they, if they can commit to it and stuff like that but of them four sessions it could be four full bodies it could be up, uh, two uppers two lowers upper mm-hmm. lower upper lower it could be push pull legs full body yep. them are the kind of typical routes i go down more towards the full bodies uh four full bodies and upper lower upper lower if yep. i'm completely honest um in terms of like volume wise so volume if for people that don't know is the amount of kind of work you do in a session the amount mm-hmm. of sets the amount of reps stuff like that i would just kind of typically go for Around about 10 sets per muscle group, if possible. Um, Maybe arms, not as much. Um, You're talking through the week. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then from there, just either pushing them up, if need be, because everybody's demand for recovery is... Mm. Uh, different. Yeah, it all course. depends on your your allostatic load, so like your stress load. What you can tolerate, so like your stress load, you could tolerate more stress than me. Yeah, it all depends. Yeah.
0: Probably not, mate. <laughs> I, I, I've got too much stress in my life, <laughs> and I've only got a dog. Me.
1: Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man! I spilled water down man. myself. Good. Never mind. There Hopefully, the camera can't catch it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that's what I go down and like push volume up if necessary. Very rarely do this, if I'm honest, mm-hmm. uh, just because you're going to be pushing more cardio in. So very rarely. Yep. Um, and then towards the end, if the recover the demand for recovery increases, which it will do because stress load increases and therefore the recoverability drops, then having the client to fill something out where they tell you how well recovered they are or not is mm-hmm. key for photoshoot just because if they're going weaker towards the back end of a of, uh, transformation into the fortune, what's that? Could, what could that tell you? That they could be losing muscle. Yeah. And that's not what we want. We no, want no, to no. preserve this muscle. So then we just pull volume down a little bit on certain areas and, and make sure we're in control of that recovery. Maybe chuck a, a refeed in, yeah. like a little diet break for a day or two. Yeah. Fill the body back up, brush off fatigue, go again.
0: Yeah. So um, let's go into the recovery bit a little bit more. Yeah. So. Often one question I it's a question, it's almost like a demand from clients <laughs> is like, I want to do more. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. more is not always better. No. Um wh- so let's let's talk about that. Like why whether whether it's um growing or or um getting lean for a photo shoot, yep. why is more not always better? So obviously like I've just touched on, everybody's
1: recovering capabilities are absolutely different. So mm-hmm. like the person like myself, who's just got a dog, who yeah. lives at home, who lives his own life, who's not really got much stress, my recovery will be so much better than the person, maybe like yourself, mate, who's got two kids, yeah. a family to care for, a business to look after, and all these other extra stresses that may not seem like stresses sometimes, but they are stresses. They, all, they always seem like so, stresses. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So, um, so like, our recovering capabilities are completely different. Mm. So like, for example, we could have the same amount of volume in in session, the same amount of sessions, but yet yeah, Saul could not recover from this, and he could feel so like uh, the ca- typical telltale signs for people who are listening are like, if you're getting up out of bed in the morning and you don't want to get up, yeah. like that's a big one. If you're going to training, you're going, I cannot be asked training today, all the time, not just once, yeah, yeah. like all the time, all weeks for week for two weeks straight, you're going, I don't want to train, I don't mm-hmm. want to train, yeah um also if you're like feeling sore all the time if you if you can't catch up with that soreness you're not feeling like you're recovered then that them are probably the three telltales that i'd say yeah um That like then we go right another one is cramping as well if i'm honest so like them like four are like where you're going right i'm probably maybe doing a bit too much and this is not where like for example like we just explained about pushing a, a little refeed in like sometimes Doing that is maybe you might be thinking that you're going to stay static, right? But sometimes staying static allows you to jump ten steps forward. Yeah, we spoke about that, didn't we? Yeah, that that the that the, the staying still is never never moving backwards. Yeah, yeah, 100%. that's the key. Staying still is not moving backwards, and don't let your mind play tricks on you and tell you that it is. Yeah, because if you adhere to that and you stay consistent and you potentially trust your coach, he should be explaining all these things. Then he's gonna do it, he's doing this for a reason. It's to yeah. to push you forward and to, to help you um, get to that next level bit of condition, mm. as opposed to you firing everything off, or, or maybe not firing everything off, but maybe over consuming, or maybe just carrying on too much inflammation, holding on to, to too much of that, and stressing your body out.
0: Um, something you touched on there, and it was um, going back to the red flag thing, about trusting your coach and letting them explain, and you said they should be explaining it to you. Yesterday, we had a conversation on my couch that, um, co- like we both said, like the, the phrase, trust the process. Hmm. Which is fine if it's backed up by. I hate that <laughs> Yeah, by, because, X, Y, Z, and you're telling them exactly why. If you go to your coach, um, oh, what, why is this? Trust the process. And they don't give offer any explanation. Chances are, they're either a, a dick, or or they actually don't know what they're doing yeah it's a big it's red a, it's flag a flag. massive red flag because yeah. y- there's there's an explanation i remember um i looked at once working for ultimate performance and 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 their process <coughs> and you had to explain every single tempo every rest time every exercise and that there should be a reason for everything you're doing your calories mm-hmm. Whatever it was, it was a long time ago. I can't remember what else there was in there, but it was a, it was a case study. You get you get given um, a person who's got x, y, and z. They want to achieve all these things, and you have to have to go through your reasoning as to how you're going to get them to where you're going to get them, and and, and why each thing's selected. And if someone's saying trust the process, I can t- I can tell you exactly why I give each of my clients what I give them. They don't need to. If they yeah. if they ask me, I'll tell you yeah um it's not a case of if they ask you just say trust the process yeah. so that's um that's a massive red it's flag
1: one of them though with that as well is it's it's revealing the right education at the right time yeah not overwhelming the client for sure so it's kind of going right okay i'll explain this bit to you but i'm not going to give you the full picture not for any re- other reason that i don't want you to panic and i don't want you to stress out about this it's yeah. all cool <laughs> yeah, yeah it's all good like uh, keeping the client in a um, uh, a more parasympathetic stare all the way through is yeah. key. Yeah,
0: that's a key point. An, an in an informed way, but not um yeah, as you said, overwhelmed. Yeah, of course. Because it is this is what we do for a living, right? So to us, it all makes sense. But yeah. to them, you're firing all these different things at them. You overwhelm them. Adherence goes down like anything, right? Um, and that's where um, I think dieting for um photo shoot or even actually when someone first comes to you quite a i it, obviously it's different with different people some people don't need this but often i'll tell them exactly what i want them to eat and um, particularly for photo shoot or even lifestyle exactly i let them choose some foods and then we say right these are these are your foods because if you say right macros here you go my fitness pal some clients that, that can be over that can be overwhelmed yeah and they're like well where do I get these from what happens and like it gets a bit much so reducing overwhelm like, like anything massively helps yeah I mean like just
1: touch on that point of like whether you should maybe have a macro or a meal plan yeah is the way I do it is seeing whether the clients used my fitness plan in the past first mm. if they have then go in maybe at first. Right, okay, to, to settle you in first four weeks, I'll give you a I'll give you a nutrition plan, but I'll also give you a, a daily calorie allowance and a daily macro target. You can follow that for four weeks if you want to. Yeah. And seeing how the client does and whether the level of results is what you expect, yeah. should we say? And then maybe for the last eight to twelve weeks, I would then go, right, you've done like first four weeks, brilliant, cool, yeah, spot on. But now, if we want to turn this up a notch you Follow that meal plan to an absolute T, yeah, because then it's like, I know that's working, we're gonna work,
2: yeah, yeah. I know it's gonna
1: work. So, so, and I know if you follow that, and you, when I pull stuff out, you pull it out, and when I put stuff in, you put it in, I know you're gonna get in the best shape you've ever been, yeah. So, that's how I work, and that's kind of touching on for people who are wondering, like, should I follow macros or should I follow meal plan? I would say, if you're doing this on your own, then macros is going to only get you so far in my opinion that when you're following a specific meal plan and you're getting all the correct nutrients in, it will take you further. Do yeah, you
0: agree? I def- definitely agree and I think as well that macros, it's, it, it's gonna be a, a harder challenge at the end when like going back to the calorie dense food type thing. If you're following macros and you're like, well, early, early in there I'm gonna have like something a bit nicer. By the time dinner time comes, you've got like 12 calories to eat. Yeah, you're gonna be pissed off and hungry, right? And you're probably <laughs> not gonna stick to it. So if you if you know those foods are laid out, um, and I always tell people like, ideally, if you can, put into my fitness pal the day before. Yeah. Uh, what you're gonna have for the following day. That's essential. Um, uh, yeah, for a couple of reasons. A, it helps with planning, um, and you you don't get it wrong. But the other thing is is that if it's laid if it's laid out for you, you know because if, if you go to a, let's say you go to a shop middle of the day and you go okay that that's what i'll have you might not think for later oh that actually leaves me 200 calories mm-hmm. and when you're going to be really really hungry at night so it, it's very important to have that structure yeah um the day before of course of
1: course mate and i totally agree i mean tell everyone who use my i tell everyone of my clients who uses my fitness pal that they should be planning the day before mm. It's, it's to ensure that one, they're hitting frigging protein. Yeah. And two, they're not going over the calorie allowance or they're eating too many calories early doors or maybe leaving too many calories for later on and not, therefore not fitting them in. It's like, well, oh, you've just done yourself an injustice though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, or, even, or even leaving it too late and then not just being at like, going to bed on a full stomach, then your sleep's gonna be disrupted because yeah, you're course. not digested, etc. So yeah, it is about, not necessarily evenly spacing doesn't have to be perfect i'm i like eating a bit more in the evening personally um, just cause i just gonna come home from work and i just want to eat yeah um but making sure you're not overwhelming yourself in the, uh, not overwhelming yourself mentally but physically like yeah. you not sat there on on 2000 calories in your belly yeah. trying to digest that before going to bed yeah. um is a massive one um going backstage uh, talking about training cardio yep yeah. when you introduce it what sort of cardio do you do and how do you periodize that over, over 12, 16, 20 weeks of cool. this f- the photo shoot transformation?
1: Cool. So um, the cardio that I subscribe for people <laughs> is- prescribed. Prescribe, uh, prescribe yes, know. subscribe, prescribe, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, is uh, low intensity stuff. So yeah. obviously there's studies that show that low intensity will burn body fat more effectively than high intensity and basically, the demand for recovery is a lot less. Yeah. So that's why, Like, if the client then comes to me and goes, I don't I hate steady state and I'm not doing it, I'll go, right, okay. And, and they go, I prefer high intensity. I go, right, okay, well, do high intensity. Obviously, I always kind of warn, saying there could come a time that you, I, I may just force you to pull that out just based yeah. on other markers, recoverability mm-hmm. and all stuff like that. Um, so I would choose low intensity I start at thirty minutes for people, so no, never really any less than thirty minutes. But I could just put one in a week, yeah, yeah? and then up that to maybe two, three, four. Go as high as every day. This is where I can't tell you like a periodization because, use myself as an example. I do no cardio on a diet. You'll all hate me. Everybody does. (laughs) I don't have to. Yeah, I just do steps. I get clients who are similar. Who they yeah. just can hit a step count of fifteen thousand a day and lose body fat effectively? But I've also had clients who have to do an hour a day. Yeah. So this is where it's not like one size fits all. I would say, for the listener to make it easier, give yourself a calorie target that you're going to do for seven days a week without doing any cardio yeah. and doing ten thousand steps a day. Then see what your weight, your average weight, comes down by. So I always work in an average. So I get everybody to weigh themselves. Uh, every day, usually for photo shoot, if they don't like doing that at least three times a week yeah. and then getting an average of them weights and then checking your, whether your average is going down. So for example, like somebody could start the week and end the week the same weight, but their average would be lower than last week. Yeah. So they've actually lost weight compared to last week. For sure. That's why I use that. Um, and then seeing whether your average is dropping. If your average is dropping on no cardio, don't put it in. Yeah. Like, Sorry, if your average is dropping by more than a pound on no cardio, don't put it in. But when it slows down, as I said in the past, just put a bit in, but you don't have to just throw the kitchen sink at it. Just mm. maybe do two, 30 minutes a week and see whether that helps. If it doesn't, do three, yeah, and then f- or yeah. four, and just drip
0: feed it in is my own personal opinion on that. I think as well, I, I personally, if I'm taking someone to photo shoot, like to change one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, because you don't know, A, you, you don't want to push them too far, Um, not let them be able to recover but also you want to see what's working so if you if you put in three different tools all at once so you drop their calories increase cardio increase steps which one is having is having that impact and it gives you less tools for for later on cool whereas you just introduce cardio or drop the calories or whatever that may be it's a very simple it's a very obvious marker and very easy to measure and therefore manage
1: yeah of course million percent totally agree like i'm i'm very similar in that case mm. don't don't use everything at once and try and drip feed, feed things in yeah drip feeding is the the, the key to any transformation not just shoot. but with photoshoot we want to control a lot of variables yeah so like making sure the client isn't doing more or less is yeah. key as well
0: I think um, as well on the subject of people not liking steady state. Yes, as we said right at the beginning, if you're doing a photo shoot, there is a level to. Uh, nice way possible. Shut up and do it. Yeah. Um, but Luke Lehman, um, who is um, he's a leading brain in the industry, right? Um, and I was just about to say, if he's watching this, I hope I don't do you injustice even watches this I, <laughs> i'll be very happy with myself i'll be boldly. yeah um, but basically um, one thing he talked about on his program design course was about how many ways there are to skin a cat and if someone doesn't like doing something you can you can adjust it uh, to a way you know they're getting that outcome so if you want them doing aerobic but they say oh i like doing intervals you you just can shorten, uh, uh, yeah, shorten shorten, the rest time yeah. and push the work time longer. They're thinking they're doing intervals. You know realistically they can't recover in 10 seconds, so therefore actually they're pretty much doing aerobic training yeah. anyway. Um, I have a client like this. Um, he says um, he'll know who he is, so I'm not going to mention his name. <laughs> he doesn't like doing anything over about 8 reps. Um which is kind of so how it's like me. I, yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say it's effectively how I got into strongman training. <laughs> um but basically he doesn't like doing anything over over 8 reps. So if you give him a cluster set, let's say, and you want him to do that like if you said right 3 3 sets of 8 but you got ten second rest, it's not exactly the same, but you're going to have as a closer impact as because he won't he just simply won't do it otherwise yeah so would you would you agree with that
1: yeah a million percent mate. it's like like you said it's it is about giving the client what's the best the best formula to get them to that end goal that they're telling you but sometimes what you prescribe them mm. is not always the best way for them yes so it is working with the client as well as telling them to shut up and do it yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah
0: 100 percent. that is um it's it's a massive a massive one for me, and knowing the the best doesn't always equal the best adherence. I know like we were saying yesterday, um, my my grip in the strongman is really shit. It's what lets me down every every um, event, right? And it's always programmed at the end of my session when I'm probably pretty tired and probably can't be asked and probably don't give it my all and i said to my coach yesterday maybe let's start putting it at the at the front of my session because often i might not do it and yes technically that might not be the best way in terms of neural uh, in terms of like for my nervous system or whatever that might not be the best but if we need to improve my grip and i'm not doing it well the best doesn't fucking matter really yeah, does just, it because if i'm not doing it exactly it, it's irrelevant so i think there is yes that not. i think there definitely it's you take your method and work with the client on on who they are, what they want and, and how to adapt it to a thing they're gonna stick to.
1: Should we use the word optimal? <laughs> optimal. <laughs> Everybody loves that word Yeah, these yeah, days. Yeah, so it's it's there's optimal ways and there's suboptimal but are probably more optimal based yeah. on the client.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um and then and then does come the element probably really at the end yeah. where it is just like, no, we are we're doing optimal and Yeah, that's, that, it. that's, that's it.
1: That's that's that. So should we maybe touch on like whilst doing the photo shoot?
0: Yeah? Yeah. yeah. On yeah. like in well, terms in of what was in the actual day? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great. Oh well, maybe maybe the lead up to it in terms yeah. of um cuz one thing people people will have heard and if you've never done a photo shoot or never competed on um, I'm going to call it bodybuilding, f- fitness modeling or oh, and and anytime you're on stage, I'm going to lump into bodybuilding it doesn't yeah. have to be jacked guys it can yeah. be smaller guys bodybuilding the the water process and all that I find that when I was doing it that's one of the key things that people ask me most about yeah. actually was like oh what so how do you do it what what is it and I haven't done it for myself in probably I don't know when I last competed eight years ago let's say Um obviously you did it last year yeah so you I think you'll be better at talking, yeah, talking
1: cool. through it. So um, obviously, why do we do this process at yeah. first? No, I'll explain what it is first yeah. and why we do it. So the kind of peak week, yeah. as it's called, yeah. um, which is kind of peaking your body when you're lean enough to look your, that 1% to 2% better when you do either get on stage or go for a photo shoot. So first of all, the client needs to be lean enough. That is the key frigging element. Yeah. If they ain't sub 10%, There's no point doing it. Yeah, 100%. So just because they'll probably look worse. So the body is then in a very reactive state, highly sensitive state. So
2: Mm.
1: you drip feed anything in and it'll make a change to that body. So obviously you may have all heard of like water loading, which I've been coached by Joe Jeffrey, who is an absolute master at this. And he's taught me the way that he does it. So I'll just credit him in this. Um, and the way that he did it with me, so will use myself as an example is that my water was around about five liters and it didn't really change. Yep. Yeah. So first of all, water shouldn't really change too much, but you'll probably be drinking about five. Yeah. <laughs> you probably yes. will. Uh-huh. So I would say don't change your water and aim for like five as a, as a, as a umbrella ball, ballpark number. And you want to drink this throughout the week and they'll be they'll come days where you're eating different foods. So for example, what the way that I do it with clients and the way Joe was taught me is that the first two days. So say for example, time scale here, Saturday morning is the photo shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll work back five days. So then we're working from Monday. So yeah. Monday, Tuesday would be fat loading. Yeah. So fat loading. So in the muscle, it can store triglycerides, which is fat, and it can store glycogen, which is carbohydrates. So, filling them to the brim is what we want, Mm -hmm. yeah? So, fat loading up first is key, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we do this for two days. How much fat we kind of give in somebody's diet is dependent on the person. As like a, a ballpark number, so if I use myself as an example, just because I remember exactly what I was eating, I think I ate two hundred grams of fat and two hundred grams of protein for two days with with trace carbs or so no carbs on these days.
0: Per per day, two hundred grams of fat. 200.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. So so <laughs> oh, that was that. So that was for the Monday Tuesday set. Mm. Yeah, and then the Wednesday Wednesday Thursday. Your coach should ideally be telling you to send them photos morning and night throughout this week. Because they need to see what changes is happening throughout that your body Mm. through putting in them foods. More than likely on the fat loading days, you won't really change too much. Yeah. You may go a little bit drier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you push the carbohydrates in on the Wednesday and the Thursday, you'll start to fill out. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where on these t- two days weirdly everybody loves them I hated them really because oh, I, I was that hungry I, I'd, I'd absolutely obliterate every meal I'd yeah. still be hungry after it so it's kind of like teasing <laughs> it felt yeah. like it was teasing me to what I could have yeah anyway so in terms of how much carbohydrates it all depends on what the carbohydrates have finished on for the person and maybe what they've tolerated in the past yeah it's probably the best Way of looking at it. If you've never tracked, your coach ideally should do a mock peak week and then a peak week, mm-hmm. yeah. Which then you can try try a formula, see if it worked, or see if you can better it and do it again or a bit change it a little bit. So on the two days of carb loading, water is exactly the same throughout these days. By the way, um, Joe used to get Joe gets all his clients and all this for a fact to send him photos after every meal. So wow. this is where it's not like, right, you're eating 500 grams of carbs today. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah like let's put 175 grams of carbs in meal one, send me photos and we go. Yeah. Then send me photos after meal two, send me photos after meal three. So for example, I did, I think it was 650 carbs on the Wednesday <laughs> with 200 grams of protein. Protein stays the same. Yeah. That's one thing I've not mentioned. Um, and then on the, uh, Thursday, it was 800 grams of carbs. So I filled up with like nearly 1.5k of carbs. No, it's more. Yeah, yeah, just over 1.5k of carbs um, through, no, just under, just throughout them two days. Yeah. And then you dry off on the, the Friday. Yeah. So that would be where you're just literally eating either go back to high fat or meat and veg yeah. all that day. That day's horrendous. And then you have to cut your water. Um, Depending on what time you shoots at, Say you shoots at 12 o'clock, I'd cut your water about four or five o'clock the day before, but you have to drink all five liters before that. Yeah. Maybe a bit earlier, actually. Um, again, this is why a trial peak week is good because you can see whether that formula you have in your head for your client mm. works or not. Um, and then, sorry, it's sodium, salt. So keep salt the same throughout. Oh, if, good man. Yeah, keep yeah, salt yeah, yeah. the
0: same throughout. 100%.
1: Do not touch salt. It's the key thing, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. if you've been eating, I don't know, ten grams of salt a day. Let's yeah. just say you eat ten grams of salt a day throughout that. You just cut your salt midday on the last day. Yeah, on on the tw- uh, the twelve o'clock, and you don't have to eat ten grams before then. Just literally eat what you'd normally eat with them meals. Yeah, and that's cool because, in all honesty, keeping everything as as the same as possible, as similar as possible to the week pre- previous is key with yes. just micromanaging stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I got to ask you, mate. Two hundred grams of fat per day. <laughs> what on earth were you eating? Oh,
1: shit, ton of peanut butter. Um it's like peanut butter, obviously it has trace carbohydrates in, yeah. but it was peanut butter, dark chocolate. I didn't really have any avocado. It was them two. Do you know what I loved mate, which is mad. I'm like, I try it now and it's like it was so sweet. So it was like um fat Greek yogurt with a little bit of protein because I could could only afford a little bit of protein without going too much over protein and then like 80 grams of peanut butter in it and it was mixing it all up. And then it was, should I say this? Yeah, fuck it. It was like crack. (laughs) (laughs) I've never tried it, but from what I can imagine, it was like crack.
0: (laughs) So I can't, I can't i can't imagine like sometimes uh when nick will say to me like oh, i want you on 100 grams of fat and i i i butter him down because i'm just like just 100 grams of fat is a it's, it's a lot. lot of fat yeah it's a like lot, it's man. a lot of fat lot. and i'm just like can't do it there's been days where i've just been sat there just like chaining peanut butter <laughs> to just try and get it in you're like blah. um but yeah i can't imagine being on 200 <laughs> grams of fat that is um that's pretty epic
1: so just one little thing obviously like there's uh, should I mention this yeah like yeah. there's a couple of natural supplements you can put in on the last day that can mm-hmm. naturally you you can that naturally push water out right of you so mm-hmm. there's vitamin C um and there's dandelion root yeah so um I've got it in my notes as a ballpark number I think it's like one gram of vitamin C per serving and I think it's 500 milligrams of dandelion and burdock, uh, dandelion and burdock, dandelion root. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> per serving, I think, and it's every two hours, mm. um, just throughout that last day. So like maybe maybe five servings of that, four to five servings of that throughout that last day, and then you don't need to take anything on the morning. On the morning, it's sending your coach. Your coach should be asking you for photos. Yeah. And then analyzing the physique. Can we fill up a little bit more? Have we Have we kind of? Um, I need Peace. to talk about spilling uh yeah. have uh, have we kind of not filled up enough and then can we push a little bit of carbs in so like rice cakes a bit of peanut butter something like that maybe on the morning to mm-hmm. keep the physique full yeah and seeing if any was flattened off so i don't really want to talk too much about this because i feel like it may confuse people but yeah basically this is more for coaches if you are listening if you're like a gem pop person, you're listening and it's confusing you a bit, don't worry, your coach should explain all these Mm. processes and why they're happening to a certain extent. But in when I, I don't really explain too much on peak week to people because it confuses them and the brain's already a bit scrambled. So it's kind of like, like maybe explaining afterwards, i I kind of give people a bit of a warning two weeks before to be honest going right i'm going to tell you exactly what to eat and this is what's going to happen i'm not going to explain too much about it because it may confuse you at this point you can always trust the
0: process yeah man (laughs) trust the process i'm going to start
1: using that um so that's where like i said i don't want to kind of confuse people too much but yeah that's that's kind of the process of peak week i hope that's give people a bit of an insight into why we do things there's hmm. I, I said I, I need to mention spilling but do I um your coach should be should be monitoring whether you spill it just basically means where if you push too many carbs into somebody that it goes into the kind of uh, between the muscle and the skin yep. and it fills out though basically.
0: um going going back um you mentioned uh supplements a couple of things number one um diuretics absolute no go mm. um they're super dangerous. Um, I'm gonna look straight into the camera don't take them um you can no nobody um that we will ever coach I don't know if they I don't know if the top Olympia boys do it no one that we have will ever coach will need diuretics. I don't know I honestly don't no. know about the Olympia um but don't touch them uh, they literally can kill you, um at, at that level so no um supplementation um let's let's talk um so if some people listening supplementation. Means drugs, um, but we want. Let's talk about um, natural, non-assisted, non-steroid yep. supplement, supplements. Supplements. What What do you? You're slightly different to me in that you work where you do blood work, right? Yeah. Um, for me, supplementation for for photo shoot's is different. Actually, um, lifestyle. I don't actually give. I tell people like creatine, uh, vitamin D, fish oil. That's pretty much off the top of my head, maybe a multivit. Um, that's pretty for me, pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terrible with them mice- and protein. If you count protein as a uh, as a supplement, but um, I'm pretty terrible with my supplements. Um, I said to you yesterday, I bought a tub of creatine about two years ago. I think I've taken four scoops, um, so I'm not massively into it. Um, but photo shoot, talk me through your supplementation process from from the start. I guess yeah. Um-
1: so i would say that there's not um an umbrella yep. for everyone it's everyone's who's inter-individual and it's the same with lifestyle really mm. so like usually you'll find somebody who's coming for your first uh for a photo shoot will usually mm. be more not be as fudged up internally yeah potentially than somebody who's coming for your. To you for a lifestyle, yeah. that is not like I'm not saying like that's always the case, but that usually is what's the case, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's because they. If you're going from not many people come from um having never trained to go to going, I want to do a photo shoot. It just, it's just rare. It just yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't really happen. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, there's probably a fairly decent level of training history if they're if they're thinking about a photo shoot. I don't think I've ever had someone. One recently actually. Um, a couple of weeks ago, he saw some stuff on my Instagram, a guy did a photo shoot and he's like, That's what I want to do. Ne- never literally never trained in his life. Not, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um but basically I've I've coached for eleven, twelve years. That's the first one I've ever had. It's gone from zero to I want a photo shoot. Cool. Um but basically yeah, they've got a decent level yeah, of training. So
1: train. like for for example, it's hard to me to for me to give like I said, like you should be taking this. You should be taking that. Like my, in my opinion, if you want like a a ballpark of supplements that will help, I would say a vitamin D if you live in the UK because yeah. we don't get any. Um, I would say um a fish oil like you mentioned just mm-hmm. to get rid of inflammation uh, um, effectively. I'd say magnesium is probably one of the best supplements out there because it has it has it helps with so many different processes in the body. I think it's something like over three hundred. Oh. so I'd say magnesium there's all different types of magnesium I'd say if you want like a ballpark one um, by it on the whole is probably the best one um, dosage is probably t- I think it's 10 milligram per kilo yeah um, I'd say them three
0: mm-hmm. creatine
1: yeah creatine creatine has its place million percent I'd yep. say them four as a ballpark if you're wanting a ballpark yeah, will not harm you mm. and, and will help you yeah. Um I'd say like all my clients I go more specific with supplements. Like obviously with health questionnaires and stuff like that and potentially blood work if need be. With photoshoot. Is blood work important? Mm. It is at the end. Yeah. Maybe not too much at the start. But um yeah, I would say as a ballpark that, mate, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I think there's um we'll just clean up some areas. Um BCA's load of shit. Yeah. Um Awful. just pointless, don't need them. Um, magnesium is an interesting one, and I wonder what your opinion on this. on this. So, um, on Martin McDonald's uh, nutrition course that I'm doing, he says basically the studies that show um, its assistance with sleep are really, really minimal. Yeah. Um, even compared to a placebo. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would
1: say the main functions for magnesium that help us with our cognitive function, mm-hmm. help with digestion to a certain extent, um, and the other one is help with um, absorbing certain yep. other compounds.
0: Yeah, um, zinc in terms of I'm just going through the ones that I used to take. I remember when I was competing. This was back in like 1994 or whenever I was doing it. Um, <laughs> there was I had my bedside table and my mate came round to my house. He didn't really train, and he was like, "Mate, what what on earth have you got here?" And there was like 700 bottles and it was like <laughs> ZMA and yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Um zinc, basically, if you don't have low testosterone, z- zinc will help you from low testosterone to normal testosterone, but it doesn't it doesn't add if you've got normal testosterone it doesn't do anything, it doesn't increase it beyond no. beyond normal. Um that's because I, I got suckered into into the whole oh, I'm gonna um like I'm very open. I've I've taken steroids before. Um six week period and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Literally <laughs> just bought them off a guy in the gym, uh, which is fine. But yeah, um, they so I was like I want to increase my testosterone naturally I'm gonna say low zinc it doesn't do anything um, for that for that purpose um, I don't know if I'm honest I don't know what what it would do more than increase someone who has low testosterone to normal so zinc and, it's a funny
1: one so obviously zinc works with copper and yep. zinc I don't want to get that wrong so I'm not say it but what I do know zinc does is that Zinc works with stomach acid as well, so you need yeah, you need searching. stomach acid to absorb zinc, and you need yeah. zinc to produce stomach acid. So they work in hand in hand. So it can be effective for certain individuals. Maybe you present with low stomach acid symptoms, but as a ballpark, I don't use it with everybody because obviously it can be toxic if you use too if you mm. use too much of it, and if you get in loads in your diet and then supplement it, it can yeah. become toxic. So I would say it definitely not for everyone i would see if you're presenting symptoms of low stomach acid before even using it and even then you'd need to go through other processes
0: first what, so i'm not ex- go what on. would those symptoms sorry what would those symptoms look like
1: so um if you've got low stomach acid you could be presenting with acid reflux mm-hmm. um you could pre- be presented with um not digesting food properly and getting like upper abdominal bloating. Mm-hmm. So like anything to do with like the upper abdominal where the stomach is, yeah. then you if you're presenting symptoms of like upper ab bloating, acid reflux are probably the main two, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. And this is like kind of after maybe every meal, you'll probably have low stomach acid. Another big one actually is, if you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucker for this myself, not chewing your food properly and eating too fast. Oh,
0: horrendous. All, yeah. all PTs, because yeah. we're used to like, yeah. um I think again, it's Luke literally. Mean, I think who talked about this as well. of course I've done. Um, where basically PTs have you have three minutes between a client and you're like yeah, well, yeah And yeah. I actually, I noticed it this morning when we had breakfast that um, we we're both done. Like you, yeah. had, you had a full meal. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, had like yeah. some oats and stuff, and um, literally we both done both done <laughs> in about a minute. Yeah,
1: I'm horrendous at that. And do you know why it is that I'll tell a little story. So when I was growing up mm. and I was into building muscle, I've been into building muscle my whole life. Yeah. And I used to watch YouTube videos. I used to watch this one guy who was jacked to the nines on YouTube, I can't remember his name. It wasn't Z's was
0: it? No, 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 no. no.
1: <laughs> so he used to say that if you ate quicker, you could fit more food in your stomach and therefore you'd get more calories in. Amazing. So I was like, right. Fuck this! Yeah, yeah. I'm eating as fast as I can. So no, <laughs> no, and I've, it's just a habit that. Don't get me wrong. Like when I'm when I concentrate, I'm better. Yeah, yeah. But oh, man, I'm, I'm horrendous. I'll i hold my hands up to that.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm horrendous. It's yeah, sometimes it's I, I've been embarrassed like gone out for dinner or something, and, and you're like someone's barely started, and you're, yeah. like, you're sat there just finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm am a, a terrible one for that. Um, mate, I'm, there's
1: one point, right. We've got fifteen minutes left.
0: What? <laughs> no, that uh I'm it, we do, yeah. Right, lifestyle <laughs> um, I, I nearly said I
1: have been th- carried away I, 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 I think
0: I think we got to a court past, I think. But right, okay, right, yeah, right, let's good. um let's like, swiftly moving on to Just wait.
1: Oh, on. One one very quick point that's majorly important. I wanted to touch on this is after a photo shoot, stay with your coach. Please yes. stay with your coach. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm not uh, just explaining uh, briefly why is that your perception of yourself will will be so skewed. You'll mm. look in mirrors and you'll eat a bit more food and you potentially maybe think that you're putting body fat on. You more than likely aren't. Just stay with your coach, please. Let them bring you out of it in a good way because that's what uh, me as a coach. My best interest, as I've said, is a client and Taking them out of a fortune is more important, in my opinion, than getting them to it. Hundred percent. So it needs to be. Do yeah. you want to add anything to that, mate?
0: Um, just just from the psychology point of view, um, where I struggled from going from stage to real life is that I'm never going to be as lean as I was. Never, never yep. in my life. And so that 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 process is quite hard. So you do need someone who's experienced at that. Yeah. At at, at the psychology of it and, and managing how not to, because you've been on low calories for a long time and we get into this mindset of like, oh yeah, now I'm going to eat whatever I want for like three days. Scale weight jumps up. Like you were saying, I think, what was it? 10 pounds in... 40, 15 pounds in a day. 15 pounds in a day. I, I did, my yeah, mine was five kilos, 10, 10 pounds in a day. And if you are judged by your scale weight, you, you can shit your pants over that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you just, you won't be as lean as you were and remember you have water water inside you now yeah. you're not dehydrated so it's 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 a tough one so yeah do 100% stay with the coach yeah
1: yeah just wanted to end on that because yeah. i feel like that's massively important and people do like i've seen don't get me wrong people have come to me for a fortune shoot and then they've they've fired off after it and i've done everything that i can to keep them to try and get them to stay just based on the fact of not that i want to make any more money just that I want to at least have four weeks with that person to make sure that they are mentally stable mm-hmm. to carry on with the life, as opposed yeah. to going back to the way they was. Yeah. in the past. That's the key thing.
0: Hundred um, percent. So yeah, let's, um, let's lifestyle. Lifestyle. Um, lifestyle is great, right? That's that's a, that's a <laughs> So
1: as you can tell, we both love photo shoots, yeah, and yeah. we both love taking people through it. And and I feel like it's 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 not for everyone, but it is. It's very challenging it's but, cool. But, but cool for, yeah. for, for, for people.
0: Um, so cool. yeah, l- lifestyle, The we'll try and be quick on this one. I had no idea, that's madness. I, I've been keeping um, my eye on <laughs>
1: it and I was meant to tell you at half past yeah. and then because I was talking so much and then I was like, shit. <laughs> um, so
0: the main differences I'd say, um, let's, let's start with, um, you still need to know your reason. I, th- I think the why, very similar. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think with anything, because there'll be times when you're going through lifestyle and then you go on a holiday for two weeks and people say that I just want to enjoy myself. Well, you can enjoy yourself without um, binging and eating crap, I, I use binging. There's a technical term for binging but the the socio-normative word of binging of just like well overindulging beyond necessary. Yeah. Um, you don't you, you don't need to do that. So the, the, the reason why will hold you Hold you back from that. You can yes, absolutely go and enjoy your holiday on lifestyle. You use it as a diet break, typically. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean overindulging. Your reason why will keep you there. So that's th- unless you've got anything to add on finding your why for lifestyle. How, how it would differ to a photo shoot? Um, not really. I feel like you you've just always got to dig
1: deep yeah. into that, and because f- that's that's the key motivator for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like. Motivation isn't always going to stay high throughout any transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, lifestyle probably more di- more peaks and troughs with motivation than any, or like, than photoshoot, mm-hmm. because it's normally over a longer period. Yeah, So mo- you're not going to stay motivated for nine months. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you you know. you're not. You're yeah, not. Yeah. So, so that digging deeper into your why is maybe more important for lifestyle
0: yeah maybe maybe yeah. maybe not but M- it, most people can shut up and suffer for 12 weeks of course yeah whereas i suppose it's not you're not suffering for nine months don't get me wrong yeah, like, yeah
1: but it's a, it's kind of um, a slow you could potentially see it as a never-ending journey yeah because yeah. the goalposts always go back we spoke about this as well is that that you'll find your reason why and then your why may change over time mm. And then your, your, your goalposts will change all the time. So goalposts, I mean like your end goal. Mm-hmm. And you'll keep setting them further back, further yep. back, further back. That's brilliant. Yep. That's what I want all my clients
0: to do. Have that um, and then just keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: have that growth mindset of, do you know what? I thought I couldn't achieve that, but fuck it, now I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, like uh, making people believe in the self and helping people, not making, helping people believe in the self and helping people realize that they can unlock a, Deeper level of potential is fucking insane.
0: We're, we were saying about this yesterday, just with what's that?
1: Spitting all over my <laughs> um, passionate, getting I, passionate. I, did, I didn't see what I did see one bit come out. Um, <laughs> we
0: were saying yesterday about people who they they limit themselves in that. Um, I did it with my business. Like when I first started, I thought obviously I'm not going to go into earnings and stuff, but I thought I could only achieve X. You know, personal trainer online coach whatever you want to call it I can only achieve X because that's that's it that's what personal trainer top-end personal trainer makes and if I'm honest I far far exceeded what I thought I could ever do Mm -hmm. Um, and now I genuinely believe we've said it literally on the way here um, I believe anything is possible Possible, and I think it's exactly the same whether it's physique yes you have to you know be stupid realistically am I ever going to even if I all the drugs that uh, the world's strongest men do just so everyone knows the world's strongest men its an open sport um, they're allowed to take drugs they do take drugs um, if I took all their drugs in the world train the same as them I'm not going to get that you have to face some facts but within reason anything is possible yeah. if you are a size 18 woman and you want to get to a size eight it, it can be done it yeah. can be done so um, yeah just just on that on that why yes you you might say right let's let's get to a 14 and then when they're there you're like right now let's push it and it's 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 the best it's, it's magical the, yeah it's, it's magical it is magical that's a bet that's a pro- proper word for it yeah um so i unless you've got anything to add to the just, why I just come just,
1: just one little thing that mm. everyone will have a self-limiting belief and that's okay oh, for sure. yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. fine we're not saying that we're just saying that you'll probably limit yourself at first Mm. and then you'll realize it's possible yeah and that and that's that's that that's the key
0: very very rare if you look on our instagrams at our transformations or anything we've achieved we we've not really none of them are genetic freaks none of them are capable of something okay yeah you get people who are his uh freak like saying he doesn't do any cardio or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. um and yeah so you do have people who are edged one way and edge another like um endomorph, ectomorph, that sort of thing. So that means um, someone who puts on fat easily, someone who stays very skinny, whatever that may be. You have genetic types like that, but basically we're all within a boundary. Yeah. And that's, th- so anyone, could, what do they say, talent? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't to work, work hard. Yeah. So yeah, you might be genetically gifted. If If, like Nathan, if he doesn't watch what he eats, Yeah, he will have to do cardio because he'll get fat. Like, it will happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, don't, as you said, you will have self-limiting beliefs, we all do, but try and be open knowing that it is possible. Anything is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Diet, how would you approach lifestyle diet differently to photo shoot diet? So, this is a
1: cool one because like obviously client dependent and i don't want to just use that as an excuse but like say for example someone has maybe like a bit of a health issue mm-hmm. or an intolerance mm-hmm. then i'd probably put them on a meal plan yep. for maybe the first four to six weeks mm-hmm. just based on the fact of that it's like uh, maybe give them still give them like some swaps and some options mm-hmm. so it's not like rigidity but kind of saying like you can't really maybe touch say gluten or dairy mm-hmm. for this amount of time just because you're not tolerant to it, and we need to fix internal issues before we can then start reintroducing that. So, like that client, like who would be a lifestyle client, yeah. would be different than someone who's presenting no issues. So, someone who's presenting no issues um would obviously I'd give them more of a flexible approach. So it's like kind of, have you used my fitness pod before? Yes or no? Yes, okay. Here's your macros, here's your calories do what you need to do keep it 80 20 so yeah. 80% whole foods 20% processed if you want to yeah. if you want to go 90 10 if you want to go 100 0 that's completely up to you i'm mm. giving you that
0: power i think that's um i think that's very person dependent yeah. so um for me when when dieting i if i ha- I can't um have a bit of something like i'd, yeah. I'd rather just have nothing i'd just yeah, rather yeah. have none of that yeah. um when i am growing and when I'm trying to put on muscle, my calories are in a surplus. I do, I go back to 90, 10, yep. te- 10 being treats, 10% of my calories come from like tastier foods, yeah. um, and then 90% clean. Yeah, of course. Um, um, but that is very, yeah, it's very personal.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that totally. Like I, I'm, I'm very similar to that with you. Like yeah. exactly the same in fact. Yeah. Um, like some people, a lot of people, this is a good point, I've never really ate at maintenance are in a surplus with good quality food. Yeah, I'd say 90% of people haven't. I would, I would
0: <laughs> say, I would say um, my not my. I work with a variety of people, but my main people are typically guys 25 to 35, um, similar mindset to us. They probably a lot come from rugby background, etc., and they're looking to grow muscle. And I think one of the biggest mistakes people make, you just hit the nail on the head. Is that they'll diet really well, like really clean foods, and then when they bulk, the dirty, the dirty bulking approach comes, and basically they just get fat. Yeah. Um, and and being what I say to people, yes, you, I do allow myself that ten percent. But basically, when you are eating a surplus through a deficit, you, for me, I just you take what you ate in the deficit, and you eat more of it in a surplus. Yeah, with some ten percent treats. Yeah. But basically, it's it, you take you take that and you just you just grow it yeah basically course uh, otherwise yeah you typically you'll you'll get you'll get fat yeah um, on on that when someone asked me the other day and I saw like, it's quite an interesting point actually she said to me will these calories in, in a surplus a client of mine will these calories stop me from will this type of diet stop me from getting fat and I explain it's not a type of diet it's just a, um, a surplus and I said there will be an element of body fat that goes up, but I think training intensity is something we need to massively touch on when it comes, I suppose we're moving a bit away from lifestyle sort of stuff, but um, I think that's that's incredibly important when trying to grow muscle. Training intensity is huge.
1: It's not really going away from lifestyle because I want to put a point on that with everybody who's, if you class yourself as a lifestyle client, Mm. in my opinion, that your long-term goal should be to try and build a bit of muscle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, not, it yeah. should be, because... Yeah, it's not a deficit all year uh, round. Yeah,
1: you can't, you cannot diet all the time. Like, mm. even if you go to maintenance calories, like I've just kind of explained in the photo shoot, when we were talking about photoshoot, photo shoot, you're going to still build bits of muscle, mm. but very slowly, but you'll recomp your body, and that's when you can get frigging strong. So if you are a woman listening to this, and you're like, but I don't want to get bulky, it'll take you years. Don't even yeah, worry yeah, about yeah. that. However, there's still ways around it. You go to maintenance calories and focus on training, training intensity, train mm-hmm. really fucking hard and don't kind of pussyfoot around your training, you'll you'll change your body. Yeah. W- you know that, we know right. that firsthand. Like you'll, you will change your body. So dialing in more, if you're a coach, when you're a coach takes you out of that dieting phase, they should be then dialing you into more to training as well as kind of trying to keep you with a balanced lifestyle as well, in my opinion.
0: I think, um, talking on training intensity, I think um, what reps look like is is a great marker in terms of how slow they are uh, on the concentric phase uh, compared to right at, the start, right at the start of that set. But also, good, I don't want to sound like a dick saying this, if you watch, um, obviously I, I competed yesterday, I came second, <laughs> um, but if you watch someone who competes in strongman, watch those last few reps they are literally like i was looking at some of the boys yesterday in my photo my videos back you're 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 killing yourself for that yeah. rep you are you are dying. yeah you are dying for that rep and it'll be the same if you watch nathan's training obviously he competes it's, it's posing it's not lifting weights but if you were to watch any of his um instagram where he's training those last few reps they don't look like the first ones they're tough yeah and yeah you, and you need to get into that mentality of this it's gonna hurt like you don't stop when it hurts yeah you stop well after it hurts
1: yeah it's a kind of I did a post on this about standardizing your reps so keeping your reps the same throughout every single rep so for example exactly like you just said like rep seven eight and nine and ten mm. shouldn't be sped up
0: yes because yeah, you yeah. want
1: to get to the end
0: yes yeah, yeah
1: they should be slow as fuck it's mm. just as slow as rep one. Yeah. So your eccentric part of your movement could be three seconds, and your contract centric should be one. Yeah. Could be one, sorry. So that one isn't that, because that's half a second. That one's that. Yes. Yeah? yeah, yeah. So that's a po- important point. Mm. So then rep one with three seconds down, one second up, if we're just going on that tempo should look the same coming back down on rep 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe not pushing, because you'll probably push maybe a bit slower if you go into failure. Yep. Maybe like two seconds, but that's how it should work throughout that rep, throughout that rep range in that set.
0: So going on to tempo, um, let's say someone is a beginner, a Beginner, let me explain beginner, obviously you know what it is, but as in to the yeah, audience. Um, beginner I would say is someone who hasn't followed a very structured training diet lifestyle so sleep recovery all that stuff uh, plan for three to five years I'm gonna say it, it's not someone who's been training for 10-15 years as that trilling he was talking about yeah. um, I heard it before I didn't say it. Did I, I didn't hear it you didn't um, yeah it's not someone who's been into the gym for 10-15 years because that's not structured it, it's it's really really knowing what you're doing. Like we've both been trained, we were saying before we've been training for years, but when we first started it was, it really was, um, for me anyway, it yeah. uh, was clueless. Yeah, right. man was straight. So, so I wasn't, um, I, I didn't move on to probably an intermediate until maybe five years ago. Um, so yeah, so beginner, tempo. Would you, do you prescribe tempo right at the start or do you allow that to come in a bit later? I do, but mm-hmm. I just don't focus on it. Mm-hmm. So like I'll set to a client like, this is tempo, don't
1: worry too much about it. I just want you to train slow. Yeah. So just just make sure you're controlling your movement and just train as though you're not kind of doing this. Yeah. I, I actually use this as an example. Yeah. Like if I don't train like this. Yeah. Train like this. Yeah. Yeah? So you're just controlling that. Don't worry about it just yet. Yeah, I don't want to overwhelm you. Yeah. Just control your movement on every single set you do, on every single rep, on every single movement.
0: Yeah. I think that's um that's that's fair. Um why why? Why do we use tempo? Not not necessarily, again, because you said you're not massively, you know, it's not a massive focus. Yep. And for me, I always prescribe it, but as you said, I get clients to send me video of what they're doing and then yep. I'll say, move a little bit slower. I don't say mm-hmm. to them, go three yeah. yeah, two, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. So move a, bit, move a little bit slower, move a little bit quicker. Um, what does tempo dictate? Why do we use tempo? So, in my
1: opinion, the. the time yeah,
0: we'll be
1: right. Up. Uh, in my opinion, like tempo, uh, I kind of like people going slow or people should go slow with the movement to find out whether they're actually targeting that muscle that they specifically want to target. Mm-hmm. So, because as we know with physique stuff, it's all about zoning into muscles yeah to muscle connection and all that stuff and making sure that for example if we're doing a chest press everything's on the peck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're yeah. not we're not going shoulder tricep yeah yeah, yeah? yeah. we're going we're Which, going
0: if you notice I did for years since... <laughs> 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 and we're
1: just keeping it on that designated muscle group yeah so we're keeping it controlled and slow so like that's the probably the main point in my opinion especially for a beginner because a beginner wants to be making sure that they're doing that movement correctly and it's specifically targeting a muscle. Don't get me wrong, you may not be able to feel certain muscle groups as, if, as, as fire easy. as quickly as, yeah. yeah, and as easy as other muscle groups, that's cool, mm-hmm. but that will come as long as you're, you know what kind of movement pattern you're doing and you know what function the body is meant to do for a specific exercise and you're actually just consistently keep doing that.
0: Yeah, um, training and cardio. So, I, lifestyle, I get people to do cardio right from the start, personally, yeah. um, because I like to, them to get fitter. Typically, you've got you got longer, it's not as, each day is not as yeah. critical. Close. And I like them to get a bit fitter, and typically, like we said earlier, they haven't come from a well-established training background, yeah. or not, no, that's not fair. Not typically they haven't, but with photoshoot, typically they have, is I yeah. think is fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and for me, I use it as a, Good for their health markers, um, and also when you're looking at pushing into like the 15, 20 reps, I know from when I was less cardio fit, if you're pushing massive, massive volume in one set, you can gas out before your muscle, uh, muscle is stressed because that those reps you're like, oh, you're yeah. like uh, happened to me yesterday with um, when I was overhead pressing, my gas tank was empty before yeah. my shoulders were, um, and I could have, if I'd slowed down, I, I could have got more in my shoulders. So um that's that they're the reasons for me do you do you prescribe cardio from the off yeah
1: office? yeah so like typically yeah
0: um
1: dependent if the if a client is just coming to me to go straight into like a bulking phase and and the yeah they don't uh they don't really need it i'd just give them a yeah. step count yeah but um if somebody's coming to lose body fat as mm-hmm. a lifestyle yeah they, they, like you said heart health's important yeah yeah if somebody's massively overweight we want to get
0: the heart functioning a lot better and stuff like that. To be so, honest, yeah. even bulking, off,
1: it depends as its placement. Yeah, it d- yeah.
0: d- depends on the person um, and whether they're a hard gainer and whether they can eat enough. Because obviously if you're not, if we've said you need three and a half thousand calories and they're struggling to eat that and realistically want to push that up anyway, Yeah, doing extra cardio is, if they're struggling to eat enough, that's just dipping into their calories. So yeah, yeah maybe may there, but I personally even, just one session a week, yep. Just I just like to keep them healthy. Yeah, agreed, um, yeah. And for the same for the same thing, taking them up into that volume and their ability to handle lactic acid and things like that, Like it, yeah. it's, it's I, I, I quite like it. Um, but it's not always necessary yeah. for bulking, I would say. Agreed. Um, training wise, I again like someone, like you said with the photo shoot, is that you uh, assess what they've got time for. Um, again, I would typically start with uh, upper lower body split um maybe less so if they're bulking but yeah uh, typically for body recomp and fat loss it is uh, upper lower split would you oh uh, sorry a full body split would yeah, you
1: say definitely mate and ju- just like that just gives a prime example that like so as you've just noticed though that we've both said that fortune shoot and lifestyle doesn't really differ training wise and it doesn't mm. have to yeah it really doesn't have to yeah. like I'd say there's a lot more um, specific points that you change with mm. each. But I'd say training is probably the one that can not always stay the same.
0: Yeah. That's yep. fair, isn't it? Yeah. Like, obviously say
1: so. like with photo shoot dependent on the clients. Um, but, like, I'll use myself as an example. I did my first photo shoot in 2020 and I did an upper upper lower split. Yeah. I've trained for years. Yeah, I still yeah. did upper lower split. It's mm. not as though upper lower and full body are just for beginners.
0: Yeah, no, no. Like for I sure. still
1: do upper lower now, and I'm a competitor. I do yeah. four four upper sessions, two lower. Yeah. So it's not as though like if you're doing an upper lower now, you're going, oh, I must be a beginner. It's not the case.
0: No, no, no. Like at all. it just
1: may be the complexity of that upper lower session is probably yeah. what we what would differ is is probably the
0: correct way of saying that. I would if I mean obviously my training's different to. Well, not yeah, pretty much. Pro- most people listening to this because um, it's it's just pure strongman. Um, but if I was to do, if I was looking for body composition training, I would go back to full body. One thing we spoke about before um, before we were on air um, on we were having a Zoom chat is that when you're not a beginner in terms of what we just explained, but more that you're not that used to the gym, I would say, and even to even to actually to be even less than three years solid experience I would say try and keep your programming as simple as possible in that I would say if you've got four sessions a week I would do in a session a session b repeat session a session b in that week personally because you're not that experienced I still get movements wrong Yesterday, literally my coach picked me up on so many um I still get movements wrong right you are going to get movements wrong if you are have less than three years experience and to really, really get the most bang for your buck in those exercises, you want to get really good at them, really work them, and then later on we can chuck in more. The whole, you don't need to shock your body, don't do anything like that, just literally get good at moving, and that will take you a hell of a lot further than anything else.
1: Yeah, a million percent, that is very key for any transformation, like doing a set program mm. and going to fucking turn on it yeah. is what, what what you should be aiming to do. Like yeah. not, not my bring your coach going, oh, I've been doing this for eight weeks. Can mm. I have a new one? Because I just tell people, no, minimum's 12 weeks. You do really? 12, yeah.
0: Wow, that's yeah. interesting.
1: I said to people, minimum is 12 weeks you do on that program because oh. I want you really fucking good at every mm. exercise. Then I can progress it.
0: The only thing I would find with that is that people me and you're robots yep. um in that I'll just do something to to the death if it's gonna get me where I wanna go. Yeah. I just I'm not emotionally attached to it. I have exercises I like, I like to squat, I like to deadlift, I like my stones. Of course, so I I do ask for them to be in my program. But basically, I'll do what he says. And if it if it's like, right, you're on this for the next six months, cool, that's what I have to do. Because yep. I want to get somewhere. I find clients can get a bit like, oh, can we Not can we change it up in that sense, but can we can we yeah change things slightly? But what I will say is that you two things, well, a couple of things. Number one is that I would in an ideal world have someone keep doing it until you start maladapting. So where progress goes down. Um, and the other one has gone out my head. Um, what would I Oh yeah. There's an element of element of boredom. Yeah, I was gonna say. And that that if you are a bit bored you're probably not going to push yourself to the same level but exercises are things work things that have been established for years and years and years they work so if you're taking it from a 15 degree chest press you might go to a 30 degree chest press that's that is that's changing it but doing you know like some crazy new exercise that if i'm honest i've worked in commercial gyms you see pts like making up exercises in the left, right, and center to entertain their clients, it's not its not an entertainment industry. It's, no. you're there to get fit, strong, look good, whatever yeah. it is, um, so yeah, you might change it, but it, it changes li- in a linear pr- process, yeah. so a 15 might go to a 30 degree chest press, whatever it is, it's It's—it's something similar rather than just like, yeah. just change it.
1: Yeah, of course, I mean like, th- honestly, the way that I usually change programs is, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull maybe a few exercises, put a few different ones in, but it's usually rep ranges. Mm. So like, for example, a client who comes to me who I've never coached before and is a beginner, I'll probably just follow a 10 to 15 rep range for every exercise.
0: Yeah, right. So, just, yeah, just to get
1: just to get really, just to be more comfortable, get good at the exercise, know that we're, we're always doing 10 to 15 so there's no confusion yeah. and then getting really good. Then the, the progression could be, right, we'll chuck maybe some 6 to 12s 10 to 15s, maybe some 15 to 20s. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll start working in all rep ranges because as me and you know, and if the listener doesn't, that's how you'll grow most yeah. effectively by working in all them rep ranges.
0: I think the higher rep ranges as well for a beginner of any, any level allows them more time to uh, fill that movement and to understand that yeah. movement. Whereas if you're going like six, seven reps, that's not that much time to understand how, how to move properly, whereas yep. if you're doing it, if you've got four sets of 15 reps, by the end, you're probably gonna understand, okay, I'm getting it now, yep. this, this feels quite good, rather than just like blasting out three reps. Exactly,
1: and, and, and the 15 to 20 um, reps are normally in like a single joint movement that you're fixed yes. in that you can actually just target that specific muscle. Mm-hmm. So that's just good for like, you getting um, a lot of blood in the muscle, trying to push to failure on that, exercise yeah. and getting used to pushing to failure as well
0: that's that's a good a good point that um, stability of exercises people will sometimes coaches will shy away from machines because in my opinion I think it's because they don't they want you to be reliant on them mm. in that oh yeah like if you just oh you just teach me how to use a machine machines are awesome that's why they're in every fucking gym right <laughs> and when you're going to failure when you're trying to push yourself hard there is nothing better than something stable, like um, I would say like a like a hack squat or pendulum squat where you're just your back supported and you can go full depth and mm-hmm. not risk and your mindset of, you know, if the if you fail, the machine catches you. Yeah. You you can't hurt yourself. You fail on a squat and you don't know how to like we know how to back out of a squat yeah. in terms of dropping it off your back and stuff. But if you don't know that <laughs> you're fucked, yeah, exactly. basically. Um, exactly. So machines have their place and they allow, I mean, there, there's more to it in terms of like how stabilisation helps you grow and all that stuff. Like, right, don't really need to go into that. But no. it machines are great. Machines absolutely serve yeah. their purpose And single joint movements, like you said, where you're doing masses of volume. Wicked. Brilliant. Um,
1: because we're probably going to oh, have yeah. to wrap up soon. Yeah, yeah. That's... Should we just maybe touch on Like, obviously I feel like we've not really touched on the process of a lifestyle client. So let's just touch on that maybe. So like, for example, like everyone, you're probably the same with me gets a timeline Mm -hmm. and I uh, systemize the timeline, if you will, in phases. So I put them into phases. Mm -hmm. So for example, say if someone comes to me and they're quite a bit overweight, I'll go, right, okay, for the first 16 to 20 weeks, we're dieting, yeah? Yeah? And this diet may not be where we're trying to pull off 40 pounds, Yeah, it could be, I don't really give people targets who are lifestyles. Mm-hmm. I just go, right, we're just aiming for one to two pounds a week. Yeah. And that one to two pound, no matter if we're in that bracket, we're cool. Yeah. You let me know when your social events are coming in. Because we can we can we can adapt them in. Yes. Yeah? yeah, yeah and that's cool. And then throughout these 16 to 20 weeks, after this is done, then we'll go through a maintenance phase. Yeah. So the maintenance phase, as I explained in the past. People hate this. They mm. hate this phase because they're like, I'm on a roll, Nathan. I've lost X amount of weight. I'm feeling good. Let's just keep going. And I've made the mistake in the past as a coach because I didn't really realise how much they was important. And I really didn't know to the certain extent scientifically why they're good and stuff like that. That I never really used them. Yeah. yeah? So then I'd have clients who then stopped losing weight after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it was because I dieted them for too long. And yep. I'll hold my hands up and admit that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: this is where that maintenance phase isn't taking a step back. Yes. Please, please listen to me on that. It's not. Because sometimes maintaining where you're at is actually, as I said, giving you setting that platform for you to do another 20 steps forward. Mm. Yeah,
0: and maintenance. Um people get confused. Maintenance, I always I always tell them. Maintenance is to maintain, is to stay where you are. People go, Am I going to gain weight on a maintenance phase? Like body fat? No, you're maintain, you're maintain, you're you'll maintain. You'll actually
1: still progress. Yeah. You, yeah. You, if you train fucking hard and you, we, as coaches, we'll go, Right, focus on your training. Get yeah. fucking strong in this four weeks. Yeah. Get stronger. It's a springboard. Yeah. And then you go, Right, okay, you'll probably recomp yourself as yeah. long as you're not putting like, a drinking session in every weekend, which can sometimes happen on maintenance phase, because people go, Oh, yeah, I've got more calories, which. Don't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that 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 will set you back. Um, like again, still planning like maybe one social event that month. Mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah, And like, like with clients, I always say one social event per month is cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I want you to do that. Yeah, yeah. You have a you have an off plan meal every week.
0: I want you to do that. It, it it keeps adherence and it keeps them. It's just normalised.
1: It's, it, the, the it's, it? normal it's the balance, isn't it? The balance,
0: and that's why where, where people that's, why it's have, a lifestyle. that's where
1: exactly that's where people think that you have to cut food groups out, go ketogenic, do all these these certain stupid diets which make you be so rigid and get, make you be so specific that to lose a bit of body fat you don't really have to do cut out that much. No. You just have to not eat like a prick. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. Sorry. <laughs> I, do you reckon I, I think it's a perfect note to end on because
0: i, I think we do have to wrap up is yeah. there anything else i think eating don't eat like a prick <laughs> sums up this two hour podcast um, really nicely i
1: mean like potentially we pr- probably should do maybe a full podcast on lifestyle again maybe yeah yeah i, I think, down, I, down I think that. we should maybe do that i feel like obviously we've not touched on it as much as for shoot so sorry for people who tuned in for that um because i have a lot more to give on yeah, that yeah, and yeah so do you all i think just, um, but again we're just we talk forever so <laughs> like we could talk for training for probably five hours so yes yeah. one of them so
0: having spoken about it already all weekend yeah,
1: yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm cool with that mate yeah, like perfect. um, um yeah. thank
0: you everyone well thank you to nathan for coming in um for my first ever podcast this is pretty cool um and uh, thank you to um, I'm going to say to my mum because she's probably going to be my only listener. <laughs> um, thank you to anyone who has listened, watched um, and hopefully subscribed. Please subscribe. Um, I don't know what platform it's going to be on to subscribe to, but it will be on a platform. I'm thinking Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. I mean, um, I
1: think I'll put it on my tu- YouTube as well if that's cool. Yeah. With you. So, yeah um, so that's and then
0: um, please drop us a follow. Um, my Instagram is at SoulCatsCoaching. Mine's at Nathan Bevan coaching. It's pretty simple, um, so we'll put them we'll put them on um, at the end of this. So um, yeah, thank you all guys, and thank you Nathan.
1: Yeah, thank you Matt, and thank you all for watching. Now how do we how do we get out? Uh,